0: Hey everybody, this is Jim Young with Evolved Athletics, and this is episode 8. Welcome back to another episode of Evolved Athletics, and the topic for today is what does it mean to be evidence-based, and this is kind of an interesting topic because over the last couple of years you've seen more and more personal trainers or coaches or wellness coaches, what have you, uh, people in the health and fitness industry that are coaching people um, over the various ranges and uh, things that they call themselves. Anyways, I'm kind of stumbling over myself here. but So the idea of being evidence-based is essentially using the research that's available, and that does take quite a bit of time to compile and be able to decant it into usable information, you know, to pass on to lay people. So calling yourself an evidence-based personal trainer or coach usually means that your decisions and opinions stick really close to the well-documented research on whatever topic you're talking about. So for instance, um, let's use nutrition because nutrition's, I mean, let's face it, it's pretty dogmatic, in the sense that uh, people don't really care what research says. If it works for them, then it it must be the truth all around. Um, but But again, evidence-based in terms of losing weight. So we know that the gross amount of research that's out there right now says that you will lose weight in a caloric deficit, period. They're just there's no ifs, ands, or buts to that. If a caloric deficit is achieved and maintained, you will lose weight, right? That's just basic thermodynamics. So somebody that's that's calling themselves evidence-based will stick close to that, that rule, I guess. I, I don't want to call it a rule because it's it just simply is. But for those individuals that aren't evidence-based, you know, you typically see um, keto. Keto is the first thing that comes to mind. Keto, before that it was paleo. Before that it was some other kind of crap. But this, this idea that if you're continually... I don't know if I want to say perpetuating or continuing or repeating an idea or theory that really doesn't have any type of scientific backing, then especially if you haven't bothered to validate it or check it, you're, I mean, honestly, I mean, let's just say it like it you is. is. You're, you're part of the problem, right? And if you have a coach or a personal trainer that's really pushing this idea, um, of you're not able to lose weight, for instance, I'm I'm going to stay on that topic, but if you have a coach or a personal trainer that's telling you you can't lose weight unless you're in ketosis or you're eating paleo or anything other than being in a caloric deficit, then they're part of the problem. They're the reason why so many people struggle with not being able to lose weight. Now... If they're following that ideology of ketosis or paleo or whatever, and they understand the basic premise of caloric deficit, then at that point it's more of a preference um, rather than i uh, again i don't want to say a law or it, it's it, an ideology i guess now with that being said, I do have to I do have to point out that there is a finite amount of time that a personal trainer or coach is going to be able to spend researching and gathering information and talking to other professionals in the field to be able to provide a level of information to their clients. So I understand that there's going to be some nuances to coaching people. And that's all fine and dandy. I mean, that's that's part of what makes each coach unique is their stance on certain topics. But getting too far away from some of the science and research that's available to us, again, I think that's problematic. We see this in individuals that um, have back pain, for instance. And we see a lot of times where coaches or personal trainers will push this idea of a weak core. And there doesn't seem to be a ton of documentation that or research that points to lower back pain being exclusively due to abdominal or core weakness. So again, there's going to be some nuances there. And just saying, well, if you have back pain, then you have this one issue. It And, and I've met personal trainers and coaches that do that kind of stuff. Again, that's a problem because being able to provide proper assessments is part of being a personal trainer and coach. So again, being evidence-based is being able to pull that information and being able to use it quickly, efficiently, and passing it on to your client. Now, does that mean that everything you do has to be evidence-based? In an ideal world, yeah. Yeah, it should. Is it probable? Probably not. You know, you really have to, at some points right sometimes use your intuition and your your gut to be able to guide somebody and help them make progress and progression and you know if you're not working with a coach or personal trainer being able to gather that kind of information about whatever you're trying to you know overcome say say you're you wanting to improve your strength being able to crowdsource that information from other personal trainers or coaches is really important. And I would be careful about the consensus because if you're asking the wrong crowd of personal trainers and coaches, your consensus, your crowdsourcing information from those individuals, the consensus is going to probably be wrong, again, depending on that particular population. So if you're crowdsourcing information from uh, personal trainers that were certified right out of high school that have, say, less than a year of experience, you, you're probably not going to get the level of information that you're going to want or need to be able to make progress. So you want to you make sure that the information that you're crowdsourcing, if that's the route that you're going to go, is from reputable sources. So individuals that um, have been in the industry and coached for quite some time or and or individuals with a higher level of education to be able to answer the, the questions that you have. And again, at the end of the day, the, the question really is, why would you waste your time on ineffective training or nutrition practices rather than trying to find out something that's evidence-based, something that's backed up with Science and research, who wants to waste their time on stuff that doesn't work? I I can't imagine there's a ton of people out there that want to do that. So, again, you know, the major takeaway, I guess, is there's some research that you're going to have to do. And if you're a coach or personal trainer, I hope to God you're doing your part in making sure that you're staying on top of actual science and actual research and th- this is this is one of those topics that I really have to corral myself because I get I get pretty passionate about it because there's so many personal trainers and coaches out there that have such weak knowledge in basic premises of physiology and biomechanics and coaching and nutrition that it just it, it hurts it hurts me to think about the people that they're pawning some of this information off on and then charging them money for it. It just kills me. So, I mean, if you haven't really uh, gathered at this point what my uh, point is, I guess, (laughs) is do your research. uh, Try to compile as much information as you can. Try to back it up with some science and research. And again, Evidence-based, if somebody's identifying themselves as an evidence-based coach, um, I would first uh, ask them what they mean by evidence-based because there's a, you know, <laughs> funny story, this, so this is a segue, funny story, I met this woman, seemed really intelligent, uh, called herself an evidence-based fitness coach, all fine and dandy. You know, it's just it's a, a term that people use to create some marketing buzz. Whatever, fine. We talked for a little while, and I, I I didn't feel all that comfortable with some of the stuff she was saying. But we had a limited amount of time to talk. After she was gone, or, well, as she was leaving, she handed me a business card. And after she was gone, I thought I got to find out where this chick got her education from. So I pull up her website and I go to her about page and my goodness. <laughs> it was a school that I would never heard of. And the, the picture of the school, because I actually went to the website and I'm I'm gonna leave it out because I don't wanna I won't cause any ruckus, but the school looked like a small shack in the woods. I mean it was kinda it was kind of creepy looking actually. But in any case, it was an integrated health. Uh, wellness certification that this woman had earned, and her her background, so she did actually have a bachelor's degree was actually in business and marketing uh so that combination kind of kind of turned my stomach a little bit. I really lost it when I viewed the rest of her website, and the evidence that she was using wasn't from research. Papers, uh, you know, peer reviewed research papers. It wasn't even from college studies or university studies or it wasn't even from textbooks. It was from the school that she had got her certification from. It was their information that they had put together, not cited. Most of it was just personal opinion. Uh, A lot of it was heavy around. I know we call it Eastern medicine, but it's you know, Chinese herbs and hand healing and you know, transfer of energy and this kind of thing. And there's not a ton of research that backs up the kind of stuff that she was claiming. so so I'd be really leery and look into if somebody is calling themselves an evidence-based coach because the evidence that they're using, might not actually be peer-reviewed evidence, right? It might not actually be actual research. So at the end of the day, I mean, you got to do your due diligence. And for you personal trainers and coaches out there, for Pete's sake, uh, come on, get with the program. Uh, There's a ton of stuff, you know, from reputable sources out there. If you're going to be a good coach, a good personal trainer, at least arm yourself with good knowledge, uh, in good, good education. That doesn't mean that you need a degree, um, but it does mean that you need to be armed with appropriate information. So again, I appreciate everybody for listening to the end. I try to keep most of these, uh, podcasts short and to the point and, uh, provide as much information as, as possible. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, one more thing before I leave. Um, depending on where you're listening to this, if you could leave me a review, that'd be awesome. If you want to reach out and you know, drop me a line in terms of different topics that you want to hear, I'm always open to discussing those topics. Uh, You can reach me at EvolvedAthletics at gmail.com. You can always check me out at the website, EvolvedAthletics.com. And for those that aren't aware, uh, I have created a supplement 101 course uh, that you can check out. If you just go to EvolvedAthletics.com, in the top right-hand corner, you will see a link that is called Learn. Click on that, and it will bring you to the Evolved Athletics University website. Uh, just look for the Supplements 101 course. It is free, so check it out. Um, I will be updating that periodically, and and I will be adding new courses to that soon, so that's going to be fun. Again, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, uh, you can go ahead and reach out to me, evolvedathletics at gmail.com. Thanks again, everybody.